The ladies just a PSA. I'm not sure if any of the other brothers said it. We are not your enemies. We are your allies. Please stop competing with us. We are with you, not against you. And we are back for another episode of Just Say the Compliments, Sis Podcast. I am your host, Jessica. And I'm your other host, Sharonda. All right. Well, I must say I am very excited about this episode. But before we get into the mix, let's check in with each other because it's been a minute, a very long minute. So how is it going, Sharonda? Life is life, but I'm here. <laughs> amen. Amen. I'm glad you're here. About you? uh, let's just say it should be a crime to work in December. <laughs> My work ethic for work is super low. If I have to do one more meeting, <laughs> I'm over it. And of course, I'm pretty sure everyone feels this way. This happens every year. But this is just where I am right now. I just want to rest, be with friends, be with family, my husband, binge my court shows, look at thriller movies, and that's it. And that's all. So <laughs> that's yeah. Funny. I think everybody checks out this time of year for work. Like I feel like the last two weeks, everybody should just be out. Right. This can't wait the January. Meetings, don't ask me nothing. Man. But of course, I have been thinking about next year plans and all of that as far as going into 2022, because of course, this is going to be our last episode before the new year. Um, just looking forward to establishing some discipline, being consistent, you know, several areas of my life, because I think for the past two years, I've strayed away from making concrete goals putting it on paper, writing it down. I think what it is, is, is that I just fear the disappointment and thinking negatively of what if I don't hit this goal um, the way I said I was going to do it. But of course, mm -hmm. that's negative talk. I need to push past it. The idea of doing, you know, vision board parties has been thrown around by several, you know, of my friends. But I think this year I'm going to do something with Chris because it's just time for us to build. And in order to do so, you, you have to have a plan. I know things change, but we have to have something concrete, a foundation. And I just admire couples, heck, individuals who just know what direction that they are going in. And I just think that is just something that I want us to do better at. So, yeah. Any goals, any expectations for next year? Of course there are. Like discipline is definitely a big one for me. Mm -hmm. uh, something I want to work towards, especially like when it comes to, I want to be more financially savvy, like investing and saving and kind of planning for the future and budgeting. So that's something I definitely want to work on. Of course, continuing with my mental health journey. So continuing to go to therapy and doing the work outside of therapy. Of course, health and fitness is always a goal. 
And I also want to just work on mental health, health and fitness. And I also want, so I went on a job interview. I got the job. Oh, congratulations. I decided to stay with my current job because they offer me more money. And then I'll still have like my super flexible schedule. However, um, I just want to make a plan or work towards something like professionally. Like I'm still kind of in a place where I'm not completely sure what I want to do as far as the career goes. But I feel like I need to be active and proactive in figuring it, that out. So if that means I take a class at something or I look into certificate programs, like make a plan to move forward and not just be stagnant. So that's a big thing for me next year as well. No, I definitely understand that, especially when you say certification programs. There's a lot of things that I want to learn, but I always feel that because I don't have a plan, it's on the fly and I don't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, that's when anxiety and you feeling overwhelmed just sets in because you don't know whether to go left, right? Because you didn't, you know, you didn't plan. And of course, like I said, I know things change, but I really do think it's just important to know where you're going or where you're trying to get into. So I'm going to try to put it back on you on that because I don't like if you know you're interested in something, whether you have you're sure of the path that you're going to go on, I don't think that really matters. I think it's important that you take interest in your interests and, you know, you can see where it goes from there because everybody doesn't have a plan. And I think that a lot of us get caught up in well, this person seems like they have it together as far as their career would. They could just be winging it or they just kind of fell into something and it worked out because a lot of times that's how it works. I feel like, like when you go to college, you don't go to college to be a doctor, a financial something, a lawyer, like you kind of just winging it until you find what fits for you. When I wing it, it just doesn't work out for me. I, I, just get overwhelmed like I said I know certain things change and interests change but I need to write it down I can't just keep winging it all of the time especially when I might have an idea there has to be some type of foundation just laid out for me I like people who can wing it that's great but me I just get overwhelmed maybe I'm just at this stage where hey you need to figure some things out. Maybe not everything, but some things need to be concrete. They need to be on paper. You need to manifest some things because I have, like I said, I haven't done that in years. And I just think it's just a fear of, or thinking that negative self-talk, ooh, what if it doesn't happen? So, yeah. Yeah. Do you think your thoughts might get in your way? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I talked about it. I'm scared. Because it's just like, even when I interviewed, I was like, I don't know. Like, could you know what you're dealing with at your current job? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard and it's scary to possibly step out. You might be scared, like, dang, I should just stay where I was, where I was comfortable. Because sometimes we get lost in comfort too. And that can keep us sad. Wait, definitely. I know what it has for me, but- yeah, no, but that's what my therapist said. She she noticed that I would just 
just run with my thoughts. I'll be on level 10 in like 10 seconds. And she says, basically, you got to catch that because you're always thinking of something negative happening. But what if, what if it goes good? It goes well. Why not set your mind in that space versus always living in fight or flight mode? And of course, that connects to stress and being overwhelmed. So I do understand what you're saying that, you know, sometimes you do have to try different things out. I think it comes to a point where you gotta reel some things in. Um, but yeah. So let's get into it. As I stated before, this might be one of my favorite episodes. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> shout out to uh Frank, Herb, and Sam. Yes, we have men on this episode, and they three, and they brought it. Um, I know this is something that we wanted to do for a minute, primarily you, Sharonda. So if you want to, can you briefly just give our listeners an idea of, you know, what they can expect to hear from these three gentlemen? So we took a dive into the crazy thing called a men's brain. We asked (laughs) a lot of questions that you know, women might have about the way men think, questions about dating, relationships, just really getting a male perspective because I think a lot of times women, we assume men's thought processes or just assume a lot. And a lot of the times we are wrong. And just that the man brain just, just works differently. It's different. It's different. It's different. That's the only thing I could say. And we can never think like a man. We just can't. I mean, and they, and I believe maybe it was Frank, one of them, they do touch on it that, hey, we are different. We, right. We have different ways of doing things. So, yes, this is a time for us ladies to sit back and just listen you might not agree with everything that is said you also hear in this episode we didn't agree with something <laughs> that would be said. we questioned we sad and but i do believe all of us can do better at listening to one another both men and women we always wonder why there is a disconnect between men and women and that's because we tend not to listen for understanding instead we just jump to respond and so i'm glad we were able to give them this safe space this platform for them to express how they feel regarding relationships and and just everything between you know that we have going on between men and women so without further ado let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode So we are here with some special guests, and I am going to have them introduce themselves. So my name is Sam Adams II, born and raised in Jersey. My status right now is engaged. Mm-hmm. Going to get married in May uh, 2022, Memorial Day weekend. I'm excited to be on the podcast. I'm excited to uh, contribute and support. I'm my friend Sharonda who invited me here. 
I just want to give my insight truthfully and honestly um, with sisters and brothers um, of my melanin. So I appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Um, real quick, May what? Uh, May 28th. Okay, okay. I'm married the 17th. Yes, May weddings. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next. I'm Herb Weathers. I am single um, from the Chicago area, not specifically Chicago, because, you know, I, I get. But yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the podcast. I literally listen to every episode. And just like Sam says, just give him my insight. I guess I'll be from the, the single perspective. All right. And you there, sir, please introduce yourself. My name is Frank Dickerson. The current status is married. Um, from Chicago land area, not Atlanta area, but actually Chicago. Shout out to the last person who understand. Yes. If you're not from Chicago, please say from Chicago land area. But, um, um, what else was I supposed to say? That was really good. Yeah. But what we did forget to ask is that like, uh, per, it's like, Sam, you're engaged. How long have you been in your relationship? I've been in my relationship, uh, since May of 2016. Okay. And I proposed to Miranda March of, uh, 20 of this year. So. Okay. Okay. And her, how long have you been single? I lost count. He's <laughs> <laughs> starting already. <laughs> I can tell you, this is a long time. Let's put it like that. More than five years, less than ten. Mm, in between. So we lost eight. <laughs> it's probably it's probably eight years. Now, are you looking? Are you actively looking? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Free. Uh, status, right? Marital years, I should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're uh, a decade. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it went by fast. Like I said, it's currently been 10 years and, uh, you know, off and on. Great, great experiences. Bad experience. That's how I'm supposed to go, I guess. All right, well, we got the intros out of the way. Now, let's get into the meat and the potatoes of, the, of our questions. I guess my first question would be for the people who are in the relationship. How long? Because I feel like a lot of times people think it have to be a certain amount of time before you feel like it's serious. But I always hear that men know when they want to make something serious or if they're interested. So how long into your relationship did you know, like, I want to make this person or I want to make this something serious. This isn't somebody I would like to let go or just be casual with. So for, for me, I knew, I knew about maybe four months in that, okay, I see a, a significant future in this woman, but I knew at the time I wasn't ready, uh, whether it was uh, financially within my career, uh, maybe I wanted to live a certain lifestyle uh, before I knew for certain that this was the one because I had bad experiences prior, or maybe I just wanted to uh, do something. I was thinking that there was better out there. But personally for me, for uh, my fiance, and I knew it was really four, four months in, like solid, I knew four months in. Now it took a while, 
you know, moving forward because you need to get other finances in order, see if she is the one because things do happen um, within the relationship. But as far as, you know, our relationship, I, I knew a few months in, no more than four, three or four months. I had to say a little longer than the last response due to the fact that at the end of the day, when you are about to be with a person, what I feel you should look for is what traits do I see outside of us dating? Everything when love is brand new is pristine. So what I try to look for is the bad days when we're not smiling as much. And when things are not going as right as they should be, how are we responding in those, you know, in those terms? And uh, it takes, it took me, I would say about six to seven um, because it was a lot of good, you know, when I first got into my marriage, because again, we compromised on a lot of things. We were willing to do, you know, pretty much the things in order to be together. But it wasn't until like, you know, six to seven months in where we kind of fell on hard times. And that's when, you know, we pulled through together. And that's when I knew it was, you know, a purpose there for us to be together. And so for the single panelists, I, this is a question I hate people ask me, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, why do you think you have been single for so long? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um... I don't know. I think maybe it's the change of times. Like we have a social media era that kind of, I don't want to say plays a big part, but it plays a part with how people, um, I guess, look at relationships. I mean, for example, <clears throat> you got the relationship goals, stigma that goes around. And I want to say probably the last 10 years, one of the, the relationship goals that people had was Will and Jada. Well, look how that's looking now. So I think it's just, it's just, it's just different. It's just different stigmatism. It could be social media. It could be feelings. I know me, like me personally, I travel a lot, like in the job I'm in, I've been in this job for be seven years in February. Um, so women that I were, was interested in and were interested in me essentially lost, lost interest because of how much I was traveling. Um, so that, that played a big part recently as well. So, of course, whether you're married, single, this is for anyone who wants to answer. What are some insecurities you all face when it comes to relationships or dating or that you had when you were in them streets dating or in them, you know, <laughs> what was some, we all have insecurities, but we don't know too much about men's insecurities. So, Sam, what is, could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I, I think in the beginning, my insecurities really was being good enough. So to, to piggyback what, what Herb said, um, it's it's real <laughs> out there dated. Um, <laughs> or it was you know, for me. It, it felt like a lot of the women wanted the top, 10 20 percent of, of of a man and if he wasn't that you didn't have any value to a woman so i felt or believed at the time you know am i good enough you know to not only obtain this woman obtain this relationship but maintain and elevate it 
to other levels and not be the same where we where we were when we first met. So that was like the biggest you know, insecurity in the beginning that I had. Like, am I good enough to you know take this relationship and propel it further than than where well, we met initially? So I have a follow up question: What good enough as far as what? Oh, good enough as far as you know taking care of a woman. See, I I, I really wanted to date for for marriage because I don't believe in wasting time. You know, I don't like wasting you know time at all. So I'm I'm saying, okay, if I do take this woman on as a wife, do I have not only the income to take care of the household, but do I have the maturity, the stamina to to keep up when tough times happen? And like what Frank said, when tough times occurred, uh, about a year after our relationship, oh, we stepped fast and not only stepped, we stayed good, we elevated to other levels past that when tough times happen. So I figured, okay, th- this is this is a good one to to stay down with and keep building and building family with. But not just financially, just um, emotionally. Could, can I be that man, that rock consistently for her and for our family? Can I be that consistent leader? Uh, I know I can lead my life, but can I help lead um, this family, you know, past certain places for, for where we're at, you know, for as far as today. So it was a few of those things that I, I wasn't sure if I, was, I wasn't ready for uh, at that time. Frank. Securities that you had, or even worries for that matter? Um, I, I would say worries, you know, like for me, I felt like when I meet a person, you know, insecurity uh, should be more so of, you know, something that you know probably won't happen in my regard. And the thing is, you never know until you get with a certain person. But I mean, it was more like worries for me. You know, it was like, I am, you know, like Sam just said, you know, the, you know, every male, you know, I, I'm pretty sure even the single panelists, you know, like every male has an insecurity of can we provide, you know, because I mean, that's basically, you know, our calling card as it were you know as males to be the provider to to be able to you know hold down the fort and and make sure everything goes right and again you have another person that is dependent on you you know i mean outside of yourself so say you fail like you fail for the both of you guys so i mean like the failure of uh you know not not knowing whether financially and, and i like how you said emotionally i think emotionally a lot of credit don't go to the male, you know, emotionally it's always probably more so for the female, but I mean, I think a lot of times the male, you know, aspect of the emotional part is, is uh, uh, under, undervalued. So, you know, really that was my worry, you know, was my emotional understanding, you know, and how to control situations or how to be in situations, you know, moving forward in marriage, uh, was basically my concern. Her. Why are you out in these dating streets? What do you worry about? Or what is um, your Yeah, I mean I mean they they kind of nailed it on the head, but I'll probably do it like from a, a different perspective. Um when, when in totality, I think it really comes down to whether or not we feel like we're good enough that there's gonna be somebody else that's gonna replace us essentially. So I mean, think about it in the sports, right? You you might be the best shooter, you might practice all day and whatever, but there's always going to be somebody better. Like, I, we are, obviously, you guys talk about finish a lot. Um, 
And, you know, for the most part, I think of myself uh, really good with fitness, but there's always somebody better. Just gen- whether it's genetics or just whatever the circumstance may be, it's always that somebody going to be better. So uh, in dating, you know, you might be financially stable. You might have a good credit, whatever the case may be, but there's always going to be something, somebody else um, that might have it a step further than you. And you're like one mistake away from whoever that woman is, that you're with just questioning that. And the minute, you know, she starts questioning it and sees something else in the water, then, I mean, all bets are off at that point. So, um, it's just having that fear that somebody else, um, is always there to essentially just take your spot. That's deep because I would have never thought that not too many men would be afraid of another man taking their right. seat. Well, it, it, or being it, inadequate. Right. However, the, the part about another man being worried about another man, that's what I'm surprised about. But I am not surprised about the feeling as if you can provide. I do have like a follow-up question. So my husband has that fear, how he was raised versus I was raised. He just had a fear if he was good enough for me. And as much as I try to assure him that he was, even after getting married, you know, I could still see some of that insecurities there. Is there something women can do to help that insecurity? And if so, what? Or is that something that only you can fix? I'll let you, I'll go right back at what I could say. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's twofold in my opinion. I, I believe the woman and my fiance, she does a good job. And I wasn't used to it at the time. Uh, and I'm stuck, I've gotten used to it, but loving on me, encouraging me, um, reassuring um, you know, our relationship and just me you know, as a man. And, but she shows it in, in other ways as well. But on the flip side, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to change in the man. Like, it's, it's, it's a constant thing. Uh, I, I think sometimes we feel like we get into like a relationship or we get into a marriage and we think, okay, the work is done. I can stop going to the gym. I can stop reading. I can stop hustling and grinding. I can just stop because I got, I got my lady now or I got my man now. And it, it, it just never, it never ends. It, it, the work never ends. So I, I feel like as a man, you just have to continue really to work on yourself, work on that relationship uh, and just get, and just work on the, I don't want to say it's a security, but just, just the self-doubt. If the self-doubt is you don't make enough money, figure out other avenues legally, morally, morally, ethically, right, to make more. If your insecurity is, is your weight. Legally, you guys. Legally, he said legally. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> of course, legally, right? Especially these days, all the scamming going on. But, you know, if, if, if the weight's not right, you know, let, let's adjust that. You know, that's something I've, I've been personally been working on and struggling with, you know, for years. It's up, it's down, it's turned around. It's good, it's good, it's bad. That, that's something to work on. If you want to get right spiritually, get a coach. I'm not sure if you're into religion or into reading certain uh, scripture, but get right you know, spiritually uh, and, and getting your center that way. But it's, it's always work. It's never going to end in terms of, in my belief, self-doubt or... Um, Really just not believing yourself. It's always work to do on ourselves, really, until, until the day we were under. 
in my opinion. Uh, here's the part where I'm going to get in trouble. What women can do, right, in order for uh, them to better help us understand is, you know, a part of what Sam was saying is the encouragement. But it's the, the, the plight, right? The plight of the woman has changed like never before. And yeah, you know, there's a lot of advances and things like that, but it literally has taken a, a new role or a new uh, turn. I'll call it the uh, Megan Thee Stallion effect, right? Megan Thee Stallion is a very boisterous woman, very uh, self-secure woman that allows herself to basically portray herself as like, I don't need a man, you know? And couple that with the fact that all males, we already have that insecurity of not being uh, good enough or not having ourselves uh, be adequate enough in order to be in a relationship. So, com you know, that combative understanding that a woman already has already provokes the fear that we already have within us. So it's like the watching of how you perceive yourself or how much you put into the stock that you are who you are and you are established and you don't need, you know, necessarily the man's help, you know, will help us also to kind of, you know, be a little less insecure about what's going on. On top of that, I feel like our thought process, you know, which is basically twofold, you know, it, it's basically column A, column B, like, again, the, the male himself, because again, our standards are what they are and they'll always be what they are as males, you know, and, and there's, you know, it's kind of like man law. It's just, it's just something that you just put inside of you as, as a male and say, okay, you know, this is how I supposed to be, you know, and it, it's kind of, it's kind of really nothing to change. But again, like I said, to ask your question, you know, I feel like that's what it has to happen. Cause again, more and more these days, women are allowing themselves to be more of the, oh, you know, I don't need you. And, you know, like I said, I'm with you, but like, you know what I'm saying? Almost, almost like trying to switch their side of being a woman to actually, you know, having male traits, you know, and it's like, dang, you know, sometimes you got to slow yourself down and, and understand like what's going on as far as, you know, your positioning and how much you go at your man about you know what I'm saying, what he does and how he feels about what's going on because he's already got the insecurity built in. Well, Frank, oh, you said it a lot. <laughs> um, I just have, I have one, I just have one follow-up question to what you said. So the Megan the Stallion error. Oh, um, what about, what about Megan the Stallion makes you, gives you the idea that she's portraying that she doesn't need a man. So, so the thing is when the, and, and that's why I call it the Megan Thee Stallion effect. I mean, again, like it's not necessarily right. What you're saying, it's your body language. Like a lot of people say things without saying it with their mouth. It's their body language. You know what I'm saying? Your body language says, Hey, I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? But then on top of that, she has, you know, certain songs or she does certain things that you'll be like, oh, well, you know, I guess she doesn't, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, not necessarily, you know, uh, depicting a, 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 a bad portrayal of women is just more so like, hey, this is 
kind of like the complex and, and, and kind of like an example of how the woman, as far as, you know, the the allowing the insecurities of a man is kind of shaking him because again, she's so, she's so, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm independent I'm strong. And you know what I'm saying? Which, which we don't have no problem with if you're a real man. And like I said, that's the difference between a man and a boy. You don't have no complex with that. But again, because it's built into us, it, it kind of disturbs what we already thinking. Damn. Herb, you got anything to say about this Megan a stallion effect? <laughs> I don't know how I can top that. Um, <laughs> oh y'all, if y'all could, you know what? All the all together, this shit. Frank was yeah. All, they, they, all they, of it was like yes, yes. Gonna check the head up. Or to answer the question that I asked before, basically, is there? You could comment on what Frank said, but is there something that women can do to? Um, alleviate your insecurities or is that all you or a combination? I think it's a combination, but it's, it's more so that I think we should hear it more from the woman just because like, we just, we just need that assurance from them. Um, just for anything. If you like, I know, um, I was talking to my cousin earlier. I've, I've shared this with Sharonda. Like my cousin, she asked, she asked me a lot of relationship questions and, and like, for example, she asked me, how much, how much do you think engagement ring costs? And I'm like, well, when I get engaged, I'll answer that. Like, I can't, I can't really give that answer. The emphasis was she knew what the answer was. She just wanted assurance. So I just think us as men, we, we kind of know we're doing good. Sometimes we have doubts, but we just need that insurance. Like, Hey, you're on the right path. What you're doing is good. Just keep up with it. And then just give us the feedback if we're lacking in in, in, in an area. So positive reinforcement is what y'all need. Yeah. Okay. But you said one thing, though. You said that if we are lacking, we should let you all know. Like, of course, we should give you that positive reinforcement. But if you slip in, we should let you know. How do you all, though, want to be corrected? not combative or like attacking or condescending, but being honest, how, how would somebody do that or a woman? Yeah. I mean, I, I, it was a controversial, uh, topic that got brought up, but it brings, it goes back to, uh, to, to Frank's issue or Frank's statement about the, the Megan Stallion effect. There's a way that you can communicate it to, to somebody. And I, and I think when you, when you're with your person, like you should be able to know how to talk to them, how they react to certain things. So it's just learning about how that person is and knowing what ticks them off, how they have a way to listening. And then just, just, I guess, just figure out how, um, how they are to be able to communicate with them. Some, some guys may like it when if you, 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 you come at the head. Some guys don't. Some guys just want you to just, hey, sit down. Let's just have a, a normal conversation. Just talk about it and just just correct it from there. So I think it just depends on the people in that relationship and how they react to uh, different topics. So I don't remember who it was, but somebody talked about standards. Like, oh, we have certain standards for, you know, the type of woman that you would 
like to be in a relationship with or that you're engaged to or married to? Like, what are, I'm, it's kind of a blanket question, but like, what are standards? Because for me, as a single woman, I feel like a lot of standards are focused on the physical. Like, I, I feel like a lot of men say, oh, I want a woman who's smart or a woman who handles business. But you looking at the big booty girl with 26 inches of weed, but the girl who's in law school, you know, minding her business, being low key, like she's the girl who gets looked over. So like, what are the standards? Maybe for yourself or maybe, yeah, for yourself. And be honest, even if it's physical, because I'm not right. going to take that. I just want you, you know, have a nice personality. Everybody's beautiful. Yeah. Y'all got eyeballs. So personality and physical standards. Say so, start with her herbs. Oh, herb. Yeah, her. Bingo. Yeah, what's your standards? What are you looking for right now? Right. For me, and I touched on it earlier because I travel a lot. Um, the biggest thing is independence because, because. You know, I'm with me traveling is we're not going to be together all the time. So number one, she has to be okay with it. She's got to be able to trust me and know that, hey, you know, I'm, even though I'm out here traveling, you know, I'm working, I'm not on, on no other shit. Um, but at the same time, like you going, you're going to do you as far as, you know, work, you ain't got to like wait on me for stuff. Obviously we going, you know, when I travel, we going to keep in touch. Like it's not going to be one of those things where you ain't going to hear from me from, in days or whatever. Um, but for me right now, I would say the biggest thing is just independence. Um, and then communication. I think that's like a big loss with, uh, with, with social media, just communication. As far as like physical, I mean, I get, yes, that's a thing. I think when you get older, you kind of like lose sight of, of that, that standard, I guess, that you have. So, for example, like, I like thick women. Nothing wrong with that. But I know I'm not going to... Define thick. Really? <laughs> yes, really. Really? Everybody thick is different. We talking Megan Thee Stallion thick, Lizzo thick, Ashley Graham thick. I, I look for 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 clip for reference. I've actually talked to a girl that was Lizzo thick. So yeah, I you giving that look like yeah okay, but yes I I have. So <laughs> I think that kind of goes out the water. Like when you get to a certain age, you're just looking at what you connect with. Now if if the physical is there, then sure, but. I mean, if they if you find somebody with a good body, but they ain't got it all together mentally and they just a drama queen and just toxic, then, you know, some guys might like it. Not me. This is, can't do it. Frank. Right. Uh, he said I'm about to get in trouble again. Nah. <laughs> um, uh traits man damn i mean it, it across the board i'm pretty sure it's going to probably hear for all three of us but i mean it's got to be communication man like discord is terrible um i'm one you know like say everybody's different like her, her saying like everybody's different i'm one that i cannot stand discord like arguments you know like if i know this argument is not going to lead to nothing that's going to help us 
move forward on the situation, I myself am going to debt it. And I've learned, uh, you know, being raised by my uncle, you know, who's a, a great man, the the situations depends on the male. Like, yes, a woman will argue you down. But again, if you are man enough to say, okay, you know what? Even if you're wrong or even if you're right, just walk away from that situation, do it. And I've always understood that. And again, I am not a fan of discord. Like I, if we're going to argue, please let's argue to get to a point. Don't argue just to be, you know, at each other's throat. Because again, like I say, you have to share that same energy, especially if you're married. So communication, um, I would say the next trade would be maturity. Like, dude, like at the end of the day, it's going to be so many things that happen in, in, in the grand scheme of things as far as you being with a woman. And again, you're a woman. I'm a male. We're never going to always see eye to eye. We're never always going to know what's going on with one another, even if we know each other like the back of our head, you know, because of, you know, the two different uh, entities that we are just as a, as a sex, you know. So, I mean, you have to be mature on all levels. Um, as far as, uh, you know, looks and appearance, I kind of like girls with glasses. I don't know why. I got a thing for a girl with glasses. Um, it just makes me, it, you know, feel like, I don't know, like the Thelma off, uh, off Scooby-Doo, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, that's my type of girl right there. I mean, I'm not, you know, I've, I've never, I've been, a popular, I've been a popular dude, you know, for a long time. I mean, it's only due to the, the fact that I played a lot of sports, you know, I'm very athletic. Um, and, and like I said, charismatic as far as knowing how to talk to people and what to say and how to talk to a person. So, I mean, I've never looked for uh a girl who had all the popularity uh, kind of like the the dorky girl or whatnot and um yeah that's about it ladies just a psa i'm not sure any of the other brothers said it. we are not your enemies we are your allies please stop competing with us we are with you not against you amen so why that? Why? Do, okay. What do you mean competing? Compete. I've heard that before, and I never. I've n- never heard that. I have heard me say that. I'll say that. I just never understood it. The, I'll say the fellas, please uh, 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 interject. Um, <laughs> competing. I come home. I come home and, and tell you I got I got a raise from the job. You say congratulations, babe. Well, thanks, thanks. And then two months later. You're working 80 hours instead of the regular 40 so that you can get a, high, a higher raise than I, than I got. Competing. We're, we're losing weight. And you're throwing it in my face that I lost five pounds this week. What did you lose, sucker? You're not. You need to get it up. Men lose weight faster, so. Okay. And, and that's fair. And that's fair. But, but, but the competitive, the competitiveness and yes. the, the, um, combativeness, that's not, I'm, I'm going a few questions prior, uh, but I just wanted to say that PSA, we are, we are your, your allies. We were not your enemies and we're not your, your competition because when those jobs are done with you, when the mother people are done with you, you got to come home to, to your black man that's been with you, taking care of your kids, taking care of you, your womb, your mental. Your, your your flaws, that that that's who you come home to. So I'm just saying, as a PSA from previous few questions before, we're not your enemy. We're we're not your enemy. We're your allies. So we gotta get back to that as, as a whole community because that 
I think that's lacking in, in my opinion on the couples. Now, what was the, this question? <laughs> the question. I don't understand. Standards. 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 Yeah. Um, it, it depends on, on, on the man. My, my thing is I like, I like femininity, uh, cooperativeness, in my opinion. Um, and I don't say allowing me to lead, but it, 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 it goes, it goes back to what, what I just said. It just, just being, I don't like masculine women. So I have an, an example. One time we went to Dave and Buster's. This was a few years ago before the pandemic. And we're playing basketball or, or on the hoops or on the game. And this girl, this muscular sister comes through and she kind of like, um, she pushes Miranda on her shoulder and says, yeah, beat him, girl. You got to beat him, girl. You got to represent. You got to beat him, girl. Destroy his ass. Literally, verbatim. That's literally what she said. And I was like, and I, I literally said, hey, are you good? She said, I'm good. She just need to beat your ass. I was like, all right, you have a good day, all right? And she just, and she just walked off. I, I don't know what she did, but she just walked off. Miranda looked at her like, what? The, what the hell's wrong with her? Like that kind of that energy. I you want to get me away from you, quick, quick, be that way. And I'm I'm not with it. That 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 that's not. I, I can't do it. <laughs> I love you from afar. If you have a family or own a good friend or anything like that, I can't. I can't. But yeah, f- femininity, cooperativeness, um, and understanding that we're a team. Um, uh, now I, I, as a man, I've shown. I got to show that. Listen, I, we was here at this point. I'm gonna show you that we're gonna get to here at this in, in two years, and here in five years, and here in ten years, and so forth. So, and I gotta show those results uh, as well uh, as a man. I'm not absolving myself with that, but if I am showing those results, I'm I'm leading this. Uh, I'm leading this because I've shown the dividends and the results that I can lead us to losing weight, to growing our income, to getting investment property, to getting a home to whatever to getting better spiritually to um communicate about because everything's not material uh, at, at all you know it, it can go away or, or your health can go away and what's the what's the purpose of having the material stuff so i gotta show that i am a leader but my lady also gotta know that listen i'm not gonna let us astray i'm gonna lead us to the promised land to get better every day as a human and as as a human being and as a couple and if i get that and we get that we're we're great Hope I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> uh, all of that is very understandable. And I feel like a lot of men throw around that word submissive. Like, oh, I want a woman who's going to be submissive. But like you were saying, can you lead? Like, I feel like a lot of women don't have a problem with being submissive. But are you a person that I can trust to lead me? Like, do you have a plan? Or are you leading me blindly? So just to interject, and I'm glad you said that, right? Shout out to that brother for that. I, I, <laughs> I, I swear I gotta have like for real, because again, th- this is going into what the the what you just said, right? As, as a man, again, man versus boy. Unfortunately, you know there are still a lot of boys, okay, that exist in the world look like men, but they are boy. And I'm not talking about as far as physicality. I'm talking about mentality. Okay. And that's why you girl, you know, the the ladies, you know, sometimes have a struggle with that. Like at the end of the day, uh, I'm pretty sure all, you know, especially both of these males that are on the call tonight, 
we are men who understand, hey, you have to have a plan. Again, growing up with my uncle, another great man, he said, a man without a plan goes nowhere. Okay, that, that, that's a first and foremost type of deal. And then if I'm a male, you have to allow me to do as such. Like, you know, like Sam was pointing out, you have to allow me to do as such. And, and again, as a male, that's what we pride ourselves on. Again, another kind of another side male all type of deal. You know, like this is what we do. You know, we provide, we we do what we have to do. We lead, you know what I'm saying? And, and you allowing us to do that helps us achieve that by, you know, stepping back and saying, you know what? Okay, my man is going to, you know what I'm saying? That makes us feel like we're doing our job, you know, and going back to the assurity, like Herbie was saying, that's uh, that's the assurity that we get it. Because at the end of the day, you know, a man who actually, and not a boy, like I'm saying, mentality wise, is leading you, yes, then, you know, nine times out of 10, that's what, you know, you should be able to be submissive. So my follow-up question to that is, how do you assure your woman that you can lead you all? Uh, act, action speak louder than the words, man. Action speak louder than the words. And, and, and my actions, if I'm getting up every day, nine to five, doing my job, I'm not complaining about what's going on. You got complaints, you come home, you say, oh, baby, I'm feeling woo up the bam. And, you know, I'm I'm there supporting you, but then not necessarily put my burdens on you because I'm hearing you, you know, that you have these burdens. And I just internalize it instead of, you know, saying stuff, I'll go out and I'll buy you flowers. I'll go out and I'll get things for you just to make you feel better. But at the same time, me, myself, personally, I'm not sitting here, you know, complaining. I'm going out and I'm doing the things that I need to do each and every day without question. And like I said, the motivation is always going to be there for us. And if it's lacking or we sitting there every day complaining to you or we sitting there every day feeling like we don't need to do what we need to do or we don't go and do what we need to do, then that's where the problem lies. And to piggyback off that, I think we kind of mentioned it earlier, but communication, just ask him. Like, he's going to know, you're going to know if he has a plan if you just ask him. If you want a detail, if you want a, just a generic, like, hey, what 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 are you envisioning as far as, like, if you're, like, for example, if he's complaining about a current job, you know, what's, what's his action to getting out of that job to getting a, a better job, either financially or just mentally? Um, so just, just ask, cause we're going to have that plan. We, we might not have it like fully developed, but we're going to have steps like, Hey, I think I'm going to do this, whether or not it's going to pan out is one thing, but if not, then here's my plan B here's my plan C and so forth. So, so that leads me to talk about red flags then, because what would, what's a red flag for women? on knowing that this is not the guy for me. So let, let us know what, cause you all are, uh, Frank, you said, you know, that's the, you keep referring to, that's the difference between a boy and a man. So let me know how is someone who is single, how do they know if they have in the palm of their hands, a little boy or a man? Right. Am I wasting my time or am I giving him the benefit of the doubt or am I writing him off too fast? Because those are all questions I ask myself because I know for myself that this, as soon as I see something that look a little crazy, I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, I don't want to waste my time. And uh, most of the time I'm right. Well, all of the times I've been right that, you know, what I've been picking up on is there's some, um, there's some some type of inconsistency or I'm like, yeah, I don't think that 
you know, this person might be feeling me or whatever. So like, how do women discern or what, like she said, what are the red flags of maybe, yeah, I should spend my time elsewhere. I I think if, if the brother don't have any ambitions of wrong work, but just some assertiveness, a sense of urgency uh, to get things done. Um, if he's always late for work and leaving early, um, it, 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 like even helping the house. See, so I'm not a believer and a, a, a woman does all the housework and work a nine to five and take care of the kids and rub the men's back and do all that stuff. If you see some dishes in the sink, homie, in your home, and she's working as well and take care of some, take care of the dishes. So if he's not taking care of, it could be little things around the house to help out and alleviate some of the stress from the woman. I think that's a red flag. Uh, I, I say this uh, to my clients, uh, uh, avoid people who, who's, who has bad luck. Like they're always in a rut. It's always a bad situation. Like they always lost a job. They always low on money. Um, their car got still like, it's always some drama around, around the brother, around the dude, maybe need to get some stuff situated, but that, I, I think that's a red, red flag. Oh, uh, in my opinion as well, but that, that, that's just a few things. I don't want to take too much of, of the talking points from the other men, but those, those are like a few things in my opinion, uh, that would be a red flag for men. I don't know. And Jessica, let me know if I'm speaking out of turn, but. I'm saying red flags in terms of character traits, in terms of action. So if oh. you say, oh, when we going to hang it out? Oh, uh, I'm going to let you know. Or they never make definite plans. Or it's always, I'm going to see. Like, stuff like that. Like, if you're a single woman and you're talking to different guys and, you know, this one is always giving you the gold shoulder or this one is always texting you at the for me, nine like in, I guess in the Stuff beginning. Like that. So like in the beginning yeah. of the dating. Okay. Right. Like I would say, what would be some like girl no that? Yeah, not gonna like what I say. So we'll preface that right now. Yeah, not gonna yeah, not gonna like what I say. <laughs> if, if that man is always moving your schedule around, seeing you at certain times, and he's the kind of man that you want, you may have to compete. If he's a man, I'm not saying if he's a bum and he's playing with it, no offense to, to but he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything with his life. And he's wasting your time. Okay. But if he's a man you want and he's of a certain means, a certain caliber, and he's single and he's out here, you may have to compete. It's a man's market. Like in real estate, they say, you know, it's a, it's a buyer's market or it's a seller's market. I am and this might be because I'm a woman, I truly believe it's a male's market because as women, you're kind of groomed to, you know, want to be a mother, want to be a wife. Like you're talked about, you know, your wedding day. But I don't feel like men get that same pressure or grooming to like, oh, I want to be a husband. I want to be a dad. Like I, that's just not something, I mean, I'm not going to offer no. I just feel like it's more of a woman thing. So I feel like men know that they have the advantage. So they're like, okay, well, Tracy did this. What you going to do, Sheila? So like you said, competing. Got to compete. And, and, and a lot of men, young men, at least from my experience, they had to get it out the mud. They had to eat shit for a decade. 
and, and get certifications and get licenses and take a lot of rejection to get to where they're at. And once they get there, once they're in their thirties, mid thirties into their forties and so forth and so on, they're not taking crap. They're, they're, they're not taking the combativeness. They're not taking the competitiveness. They're not taking the, they're not taking certain things. The, what I'm, I've learned. And if, if certain women don't come correct, it's like, okay, ne next. So I, that may not be a, a popularity, but my thing is, hey, this, if this man got, has means and had to build up his life to get to a certain point and you really want him, other women want him too. And you may have to compete. I didn't make the rules. Sorry. I, I guess before I answer, for you from a woman's perspective, when you is this something where you like trust your instincts? What what is it on your end where you're like, um, you know, got that thought in your head? And then are you trusting your instincts or are you just like maybe it's just, you know, early on and it might change? Like what what goes to y'all thought process? For me, I feel like I'm always on the defense. Like I'm waiting for the other shoes to drop. And so the slightest thing, and I'm a really intuitive person, but the slightest thing that changes, I'm like, I don't know, he on bullshit. Or he might, I mean, we're all data, so you might be talking to somebody else. But when the communication gets inconsistent or the time we spent is getting inconsistent, I feel like somebody else has your attention. And so me, I'm just going to like fall back. I And the, a fault that I do have is I'm not the best communicator. I'll just, you know, stop talking to you. And then you might be like, damn, why should running? you know, ain't hit me up. But I'm like, I noticed something different, so I'm just going to pull back. So, yeah, I'm always on the defense. Yeah, I'm the opposite. When I was dating and going out, I was given the benefit of the doubt. I would get clingy. Um, and what Sam was saying in the beginning is that, you know, sometimes women, I mean, we do have an intuition, but those excuses that you give us, there's always something wrong. We always, some of us believe it or we put too much faith in you. And it's, we're just really trying to find a happy medium. Um, not be too thirsty or too clingy, but also try to, you know, understand that you might be going through something. It's very confusing, you know, sometimes because we hear both sides of the coin someone has said dating men with potential like some women don't want to date men with potential because like mm -mm, you got to have your stuff already ready but then there are some women who will like you know we want to give you that chance we want to give you that benefit of the doubt but then some of us get burned doing that and so when that happens we don't know what we don't know how to trust our instincts so I think in the same way, like the 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 feelings that both of y'all express, I think that can go for a man as well. I mean, he could be thinking the same thing. It just doesn't come off like that just because like in society, we just taught that men don't think that way. But it could be the same thing. Like I've been um, talking with, with a girl who was not good at communicating and we'll go like days and weeks without texting. Um, especially like if I'm, I'm out traveling and 
like I'll get in areas where I don't have service or I'll get in areas where I'm literally working like 14, 15 hours a day. And I'm going to my hotel and crashing. Like I'm not even going to work out. Um, and then you, in, in the back of your mind, if you don't hear from her or even sometimes you might text her and she could be busy, but, but in, in the midst of that, you, you don't hear from her. You think she might have somebody else. So I, I think it could go both ways, just depending on um, your spot, your side of the spectrum, basically. Right. What are some rare flags that you believe women should look out for when trying to, you know, establish something with another man? But like in the beginning. Um, I mean, it's got to be the communication. Always is the communication between you guys. And I feel like what his thought process is. Uh, the key you know, words that you guys use sometimes, you know, women are very intelligent and depending on who you are dealing with and how you're dealing with them, they have key things they say. So depending on what his response is to the key things that you are already thinking or you already saying, that may turn your head which way or the other. I would say, lastly, I would say uh, his energy. Anything that you feel, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, energy is, you know I, mean? I don't think it's ever been talked about as much as, as it has today, but energy is real, you know, and if, if the energy that you feel when you are face to face, you know, cause like I say, everybody can have conversations and FaceTime and all that good stuff that we have in technology. But like when you're around that person and you're in the same space, what is his, what is his energy? You said something about like key words or key things. Can you give me an example? Say you thought that this person um, necessarily wasn't paying attention to, I don't know, let's, let's get the favorite color. You you know, a, a key word you'd be looking for is something along the lines of him, re, you know, repeating the fact that he he listened to your favorite cover or something like that. I mean, something simple. It, it definitely varies with every single woman. But again, like I said, I've always understood that at the end of the day, you guys are with, with along with your intuition, you have certain things that you'll say or certain, 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 you know, certain words or whatnot that you will look for when a, a male is answering in order to kind of find out what's going on, you know, as far as his energy toward you. And I, and I think for the most part, we know what those words are. Like when we send a text, like if we're interested, we're, we're going to say, how's your day? We're not going to say, we're not going to keep sending you what you're doing, W-Y-D. Like just little stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's trivial or something small, but I mean, it, unless that's the type of relationship y'all have as far as communicating where y'all, the first text is w, what y'all doing, then that's different. But a guy's not like, if he's really goes back to the energy part, if he's really interested, he's not going to text you every day, WID or, or just start a, start a text chain. And then it just, the conversation just leads nowhere. I have a question, but it's kind of like a statement because I always hear that. And I know from experience that men and women think completely different. Because like when all, when the men talk, all of you all up, nod in your head like, yes, yes, I agree. But when me and Jessica talk, we like, yes, yes, I agree. But it's just like in some type of disconnect. And I, I don't know if it 
if there is a way for men and women to understand each other. Piggybacking on, uh, you know, my answer earlier, you know, like, dude, you're never, it's just never going to be a full compromise. It's never going to be a full understanding. Why? Because the estrogen in women and the testosterone in males that are sex, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's just built like that. It, it, and, and unfortunately, you know, you, and that's why communication is key and we go back to that. But again, to really answer your question on a grand scheme of things, no, it's never going to be that way because of the estrogen and the testosterone that clash. And that is why relationships are work. And that's why you do have to do intentional things. I believe in, you know, in the beginning of the relationship, it seems that everything is just sunshine and rainbows and everything just falls into place. But like you all had said, when it's time to go through that fire with somebody, that's the communication and, you know, doing things doing things to make things work better, that's just not going to fall out of the sky. You have to be intentional. You have to actually sit down with this person and talk. Just in period relationships, you have to be intentional. I think a lot of us just think that, oh, shit's just going to happen on the fly. Like, I'm just going to call her whenever, or I'm going to call him whenever. You have to be intentional. You have to make time for that, which to me, that's another thing. Um, I'm, I'm not a male, but I am saying it's a red flag and you all can agree with me too, is that when it comes to men and their time, guys are very selective. So I'm assuming a red flag would be is that if he not giving you a time that he just don't like, he's just not the answer. Do you all agree in regards to time or are we, or is that a misconception? Because that's what we tell our friends and we tell each other that Girl, if he don't have the time to get on the phone with you for five minutes, right? Then something wrong. Well, that ain't it. That ain't it. It, it. I say it depends on his job description. That's just me. Uh, every every male, every male, depending on who you know, who you are and what you're doing in life. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are a person who, you know, like you. you you work nine to five and, and like I said, you already disclosed all this, you know what I'm saying? And she knows, you know, what your time looks like, you know what I'm saying? Then maybe you could equate it to what's going on. But like I said, you would probably already know that. So I don't, I don't necessarily think so, you know, but again, it's this, it's too many instances where, you know, it could be right, you know? So, I mean, like I said, it literally is 50, 50. I'm going to take another spin on this. So the, the buzz thing is like love language. Can you share with us what you all's love language is? Love languages. It's acts of service, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation. Physical touch. And what was the other? Most men be physical. Okay. So mine says um, the, the, uh, the touch and the words of affirmation. Those two. Primarily come to mind. And, okay. All right. And this don't have to be like an everyday, every month event. Like, this isn't like I need it daily, like a shower, but, you know. <laughs> Her. Mine is, and I did the test, it's quality time and physical touch, which, again, if you remember, if I mentioned earlier, I travel a lot. So, right. I thought that was like, okay, so how'd that work? <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the dilemma I've been in for six years. 
Right. That's the exact dilemma. I was going to say mine is like Sam's um, and, and, and physical touch is, you know, it equates to that whole feminine, you know, I want my woman feminine, like I want her to want to love on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, be able to touch, you know, and, and want to hug on me and stuff like that. You know, being, being as a male, you know, it's not about stroking our ego, but again, we do look for things that, you know, help us understand like, okay, I am doing what I am doing, you know, and I am meeting the quota as it were, you know, like I said, rolling into understanding, Hey, are we adequate enough to be who we are in, in a relationship in order to be with you? So, you know, those words of affirmation always help. And like I said, the, the femininity part, man, I gotta have it. I cannot, I'm not a fan of women who want to act like a dude, you know, I act like a dude enough for the both of us. So. You know, like I said, being able to love on me, being able to touch those little feminine, you know, things, you know, I mean, they're always good for me. So that would be my two. You all are saying stuff like feminine, you know, when I think of, you know, feminine stuff, like you know, I think of hair, nails. I mean, I know you're talking about something else, but like, so just like, like hair, nails, makeup, weave. But I think you're talking about <laughs> feminine energy. Well, you, feminine, you mean feminine energy. But I do want to know it, but though, is that, that side with the nails, the hair done, the makeup. Is that important to you? How do you all feel about that? My lady looking good is, is very, very, uh, not very, very, but very important, uh, you know, to me. Um, hair, nails, and, you know, makeup done, especially going out and we're representing each other for something. Yeah, that, that, to me, that's very important. I would say it's 50-50. I agree with you on the point, the point of like when you're going out, representing yourself, just because like for myself, like I know I'm, wanna, I'm going to want to dress good, smell good. Um, you guys around that, I got, got about 50 different colognes here. So from that part, and then if like from just the not wearing makeup, you want to assure your woman like you're going to love her regardless of if she got all the makeup and nails on. So I think it's a, it's a confirmation of both. I really, real quick, her. I do want to follow up with something because, you know, I do be seeing your gym post. Me and Sharana be posting, you know, posting up at the gym. <laughs> How important it is it for your woman to take care of herself physically, work out? Because I know you had said earlier that you know you dated a, a mega stallion sized woman before. He said Lizzo. Lit. No, not Lizzo. Sorry, Lit wrong. Wrong celebrities, wrong thing, <laughs> wrong, wrong thing, you know. But her, as someone who goes to the gym, but that don't mean she don't work out. Well, so let's, let's, let's be clear. Let's just say, that don't mean that she doesn't work out. But how, I mean, all that is together, you know, the size matter, everything, working out, health, but being, eyes, active. being active. Because when I started to date my husband, I didn't go to the gym for two, three years in a row. You didn't say anything. But I have heard some men say that they know they want a woman who take care, who takes care of herself. So how does that weigh when you are dating or in a relationship? I think it, it plays a factor. Because, um, I mean, it's health. Like, whether it's mental or physical health, you, you want to make sure that you know, if you're taking care of yourself, I, I'd be, whether it's for her, I'm hoping it's for yourself. Um, I hope women, when they, when they are doing it, they're doing it for themselves and it's not to appease a crowd or their, their mate. I think you need to do it for yourself. 
I would hope she's taking care of herself. Like she doesn't have to get, lose the 200 pounds that, you know, most people need to, but if she's comfortable with herself, then, and she's staying healthy, then I think that's all that, that that's the key thing that matters. Frank, I'm going to go to you with the previous question that I asked. Uh, with her, it's 50-50. I'm never going to say, hey, don't go and look real beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, it's a part of the, you know, the feminine energy to look good like that, you know, to do your hair and have your makeup on and, you know, have the things that you, you, you like to have on to make yourself look good. On the flip side of that, um, the security within yourself, you know, to know that, hey, if you didn't have none of that on, you know, I would still want to be with you. So I was talking to my therapist and she said, she asked me like, what um, examples did I have of men? Like, what did I look for in a man? And so I listed like negative stuff that I had experienced, you know, from being a child. So she like, well, what will want you, what, what will want you to be married? Or why would you want to be in a relationship with a man if you haven't seen anything positive? And I was like, oh, that's a good question. So my question would be, have you all had any examples of like positive men or married men or husbands that have kind of molded you or made you feel like, hey, you know, I want to be like my Uncle Johnny or whatever. Have you seen positive male examples? Because I feel like that's something that we don't really talk about is, you know, Black men who are doing well, who are taking care of their family, who are treating their wives and, you know, women nicely. So I'm going to start with her. The number one is just my dad. Um, he, him and my mom have been married. I'm 33. So 33 years, they got married right after I was born. And, you know, me part of, uh, like I got my own house. I cook myself. I do my own laundry, like all of that I got from my dad. I mean, growing up, he did all the cooking. He did the laundry. And even now he still does all the cooking. Um, while still showing me the tools to be a man, like, you know, I'm a handyman. So, I, I, I'm building my own deck next summer. I'm, I just did my, my landscaping. I, even today, I just mounted my 55-inch screen TV. So to, to start it off, is just my dad. And I mean, they I've seen them getting arguments uh, throughout the 33 years they've been married. The arguments where I've looked like, oh, is this going to last? But they're they're 33 years strong. So, so yeah, the first person I would just would mention would be my dad. Damn. Yeah, I have my dad uh, as well. Uh, my parents have been married for 36 years uh, this past September, so I had um, them as an example. Uh, my uncle uh, in Harlem, I uh, had a few uncles uh, in New York that that was a good example. Um, but also, uh, just to piggyback what Herb said, I've seen good and bad on that, on you know, on certain marriages, so I can see what worked and kind of implement what didn't work and implement that to also have... Um, to have a successful relationship. And lastly, Sharonda, what you said, I think in our community, really, uh, the one word I would like to say is uh, grace. Grace, grace, grace. Uh, a lot of us didn't have examples. A lot of us had trauma and bad experiences that we probably didn't know was bad when we were young. Uh, even growing up when we we're older, we're thinking certain things are okay, and it's just not. Um, if a man's not doing certain things right, but he is doing certain things good in terms of dating in the dating stages, 
offer that brother some grace. If a lady's doing some things right, but maybe she's not offering some other things in the relationship uh, while you're building, extend her some grace. I think we just need to extend, you know, a little bit more grace uh, in the dating process and the mating process, uh, you know, move forward because we don't know what we have experienced when we were younger that was necessarily um, good for us. Um, Wendell Trotter. Uh, I feel like I get emotional a little bit only because, like I said, you, I've never seen a man and a model of consistency, okay? Like, sometimes, you know, you do waver from things. And sometimes you, you know, you get weary and you say, you know what? I just don't want to deal with it today. Uh, my Uncle Wendell Charter, man, he was in the Air Force. And I think that's where he kind of got his militant background. But it was my grandfather really, who instilled uh, the man that he is in him. And it really was to be consistent, to always understand, never to judge, always to figure out, always to question, never assume, always uh, be in upright standing, treat people the way you want to be treated. I was with him in high school, uh, lived with his sister. I had, came out of foster care. And his sister took me in and I lived with her all the way up until I was like 11. And we kind of like had a falling out because I was, you know, basically becoming a teenager male, you know, and no offense to no woman ever, you know, and especially those who have raised men in their lives. But I felt as if I needed a male figure in my life. I saw him out and he was, you know, against his wife's will, you know, he took me in. And what happened with that, his wife had a job as a nurse. She lost a job, uh, I want to say 93. And she was never to, you know, she never really got her foot and back, you know, as far as being a nurse. And she would every single day be so bitter about it. And they, they had two daughters together. And for the life of her, you know, she never extended that grace that, Sam was talking about and he would shoulder that and he would put up with that. He never once talked back to her. He never once cursed her out. He never once, you know, was combative against her because he knew he had two daughters that he had to raise. And he, you know, I would ask him every day, like, man, how do you put up with that? And he's like, because of my children and me fast forwarding, you know, in my life, I have a daughter in there. And like I said, just to see that model of consistency and literally not one time did he waver, you know, like to, to be candid, you know, it's a funny story. He has a diet of fish and chicken only. And I would like on weekends, we'll go out and I'm like, hey, let's get a burger or whatever. And, you know, he literally would not get a burger at all. This man literally every single day and still to this day every single day he eats chicken he's eats fish that's it and again that's the model of consistency that made me understand like dude as a male you know you can't just be talking about what you're talking about you have to really walk that walk and, and again walking and talking are two fine lines that a lot of people you know sometimes take for granted and he never did and i always was i always admired him for that and i never 
once had a bad story about him, you know, doing something wrong to somebody or, you know, or, 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 you know, even being in a, in a space where he could do something to somebody because he was a model male, you know, and, and again, I will never be or measure up to it, you know, and, and again, like I said, I get emotional sometimes about it because again, I, I never, ever seen a male, you know, with the, the consistency that he showed and the person that he is and still is to this day. Well, thank you so much, Frank, for sharing that. Like, for real, for real. Thank you. And thank all of y'all, as a matter of fact. Um, do you all have any questions for us? That box lit up real fast. Hey, at the end of the day, you know, I, I knew we would get this this time. And I really thought to myself before I got on this podcast, I said, hey, Frank, what do you really, because I know you guys are actually going to give us an honest answer. So I'm like, okay, what can I ask these ladies, you know, that would, you know, hopefully I get an honest answer. What is the complex where are we, right? So say you're mad at us, right? You're upset, whatever the hell we ain't done. And we say, hey, what's wrong? And like nothing. And we get to nothing, nothing all day. And it's like, we got to like get what right. the hell is wrong with Like, why does that happen? Please help me. For me. Okay. If something happens a lot of time for myself, I feel like I need to think about stuff and internalize and really work through my thoughts and my feelings before I speak. Um, I won't say nothing, but I might say, I'm not ready to talk about it right now. Give me some time because I am that type of person. Like I need time because sometimes I feel like I'm going to blow up or I'm going to go off and I don't want to do that because that's going to like, I feel like when people are combative, you're anything they say is just going to go in one ear out the other because you're being combative and it's like, okay, I'm not even really trying to listen to what you're saying. So for me, I might need some time to like, like I said, get my thoughts together and so I can properly verbalize what I'm feeling. Same thing, because I have a bad habit of basically just telling you about yourself and my tone will be so off and I will not care about your feelings. So in the moment, if I say nothing, I would say nothing. Maybe that is the wrong thing to say, is say like nothing is wrong because there is something wrong, but it is really a cooling off period because I don't want to say the wrong thing because I know what I'm going to say. I'm not going to be able to take it back. And I've just elevated that situation. So sometimes it could be you maybe of course, pay attention to the body language. Obviously you did because that's why you're asking. And you also know that something is wrong even when we say nothing. The best thing you can do is be like, okay. And realize that she is going to come back. Even though she said nothing, she is going to come back. But that could very well be because she's trying to cool off. And like her said in the beginning, uh, it earlier is, we, I ask, what are some ways that we can correct you or communicate with you? Like you said, it's all about tone. It's all about how you say what you say. And we want to make sure that we don't hurt feelings or we don't say the wrong thing. That is probably the primary reason why that happens. 
My next question is: Bray <laughs> got a, a slip of paper next to him. Yes, I was prepared. I'm sorry, I came prepared. I understood the assignment. Yes, I'm just learning how to use that term. I understood the assignment. Um, the next question is: If if, if a gentleman says, "Hey, you know, hey, you look nice," you know, or you know, what I'm saying something along those lines, why is it that you know there's an attitude about that before it's just saying, "Oh, thank you." So Chris, my husband, he has this thing where he'll open the door for someone. He'll complain about it. He'll open the door for a woman and they'll look back in disgust. Or, you know, he'll say hi, just being friendly. And they'd be like, what are you looking at? You know? And I tell him first, I'm like, don't let that bother you. But I think that has more to do with a woman. Because I think a part of it is, is that some of us do not know how to take compliments. We do not, even if we, we just don't know how to take compliments. And we always, some of us always think it's the, it's the what's the catch behind it. the name. Yeah, just take the compliments. Okay. Like, no, but for real, some of us women do not know how to take compliments. Whether we snark at you, be like, boy, go ahead on and get out of here. Or we'll question that for whatever reason that that's us um I'll tell you your mother. but what i so it, it depends on it depends on the woman and then also you have to think too is that there's a lot of there's several bad things that do happen to women at the hands of men so women are really protective like we're just protective and so we have our guard up and we'll still have it up if someone does do something as, you know, give us a compliment, like, what do you want? And we might snark at you. But what I do tell my husband is, is that regardless of that, don't stop being a gentleman. You got any more questions or is that the last one on your <laughs> Um, Trying to figure out how to say this when I get in trouble. Um, you in trouble already, so you might. Right. Just, just say it how you want to say it. Um, so, so, okay. Uh, an example says, uh, here's my attention. And it's like, okay, why are you being so abrasive about your intention? It's like, why is it that when, a, again, a male says his intent and he's intentional about what he's saying, why is it such a, uh, why is it, why is it? so disrespectful you know what i'm saying it's like like hey you know you know i think we had a good day you know like what you know like when is it a good time to say hey you know let's have intercourse you're on a date right you you know y'all went out you know y'all spent you know good money or whatnot and you know the vibe is good you know what i'm saying they keep the money yeah, like, like, yeah, because of me, males, we, nine times out of ten, we're paying the most, you know, or, you know, we should, you know, because, again, that's the male off thing. But, I mean, like, once we have our great day, you know, we get back, we say, hey, or we, you know, hint at, you know, having intercourse, what, why is it such a complex? First red flag to me and what you said was we spent good money. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of men feel like, oh, I spent X amount of dollars. Oh, so now you owe me some ads. That's mm. a problem. Uh, I don't know why. Well, how did it come off like that? that I think that's a question. You literally said we spent good money. 
not like oh we we really had the vibes i'm attracted to you like i just feel like at any point or men are easy let's just let's just say it like that most of the time men are easy um if you say you know hey what you doing big kid you want to come over y'all nine times out of ten men are gonna say yes am i right or am i right and, and again, it's not, you know, and again, that that's why I asked it. You know, yeah. And I was trying to figure out how to, like, not say it. Like, you know what I'm saying? We, we oh, you owe us. You know what I'm saying? It's more like, you know, like you were saying, we feel the vibe. You know what I'm saying? You know, or, like, why is it such a, you know, what? what why you get defensive or. When we, when we go with our intention, you know, when we say, hey, you know, here's our intention. It's like, oh, well, you just, you know what I'm saying? The whole, what you just did, you know, like, oh, you, you know. <laughs> because I feel like that because uh for a lot of reasons. One, because a lot of it depends on where you are in your dating life. So if you just you out you out here and you just you ready, you going, okay. I don't think that will bother you. But if you're somebody who's being intentional and you're looking to date, be in a relationship, get married, you try to kind of I don't want to say ration, but you want to be more intentional about whether you're going to sleep with somebody or not. Because sometimes, or a lot of times, women are told, like, you know, once y'all, once y'all sleep together, then, you know, he has no longer, he, sometimes men lose interest because they got what they wanted. And I think that's a, a reoccurring thought in women's madness. Oh, he got what he wanted. Now he about to start acting funny. Or a lot of girls say, oh, once I think his number on my phone, now he want to start texting me, you know, here, there, everywhere. So I think it's more so of if I do this, because I think a lot of times, I mean, people want to have sex, like they do. But if you're dating intentionally, it's like, okay, if I, if I still, if I've been having sex on the second date, and nobody has decided, you know, they want to be in a relationship with me. Okay, now I need to switch it up because obviously something isn't working. Yeah. Jessica? So uh, I just feel like it depends on so what Sharonda said is that you have to figure out where the woman is right now. You know, like she said, in her dating stage, there are going to be some women who like, second date third date or first date her first date they are and that is fine right. but i have friends who they've dealt with that dealing with guys doing it on the first date the second date third day and, and, and it didn't work for them now they like you know what i'm gonna keep my cookies in a jar for it's me all day you know, <laughs> I'm going to keep my cookies in the jar for a little bit longer, but that has nothing to really do with you. That's, that's a promise that she made to herself. And so don't get offended by it. That's a promise that she made to herself, but you, as you gotta, you, ha that has to be communicated in the beginning that ex that expectation. I don't think, you know, when we, when you're dating, you have to know what each other's expectations are and a woman several of us are open books and if a woman tells you like look i am being intentional she says intentional about dating i'm looking for the one or i'm looking for a strong connection you might not get it that easy and so it's understanding where she is on her dating journey 
And then that maybe, then maybe you can get a good picture on when you're going to get some ass or not. Right. So we about to wrap it up. We going to do our fast five questions. I'm going to go first. And it kind of goes off of what Frank was going with, with the feminine energy. So shooting your shot, like, is that masculine or is that flattering to a man? Like, should women shoot their shot? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all on three yeses. <laughs> I only heard two yeses. Frank, I heard three. Oh, you heard three? Oh, yes. yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Besides listening, women need to blink more. Understand. Yeah. Understand. Is be quite the same thing? Besides listening, women need to blank more. Just say it, dude. I'm stumped. I'm stumped. It's so many. Uh, the first thing that comes is a man. Okay. Compromise. The first thing I notice about a woman I'm attracted to is her energy. Personality. Process. I don't know. I found my wife if she. And deal with my travel. <laughs> y'all, y'all, come on, ladies. He trapped, he making money, y'all. So. See, don't say that. It. Oh, we don't need no gold diggers coming here. Oh, God. Okay, well, I tried. I tried her. Saying so much. Allow me to leave. Uh, watches Sports Center and loves football, especially. Bruh. <laughs> we told him to be real, so I can't. We can't, we can't be expecting no Disney answers from Frank. The best relationship advice that was given to me was. They single. <laughs> Damn. This is coming from married people. Oh, but they still married, so. It could be for different reasons that are unknown to the public. If you have two options, one better be to make sure that you know what the hell you get into. Well, thank you all so much for joining us. I learned some things, and so, and hopefully, our listeners, ladies, we learned something as well because we wanted to give, you know, man the opportunity because we know what we would say, but we also right. want to, um, like I said, get some insight on you all's feelings or your thoughts because I don't think we do that enough for men, especially Black men, and so... Thank you for being vulnerable and keeping it real with us today. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Now, didn't I tell you all that was going to be a good one? Whether you agree or disagreed at some points, we hope you were able to listen for understanding, clarity, and just to learn a new perspective. Because at the end of the day, we can all benefit from actively listening to one another. And remember, don't forget to stop dismissing, downplaying, and deflecting what others see in you. Because when given the opportunity, remember to just take the compliments, sis. 
Until next time. Thank you.